when you view networking as a two-way street, it's no longer just about you. You're listening to the Rich and Hired Podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rich and Hired podcast. Today, I'm going to be doing an episode on one of my favorite networking hacks. And I asked you guys all on LinkedIn and Instagram to vote on one of the podcast episodes you wanted me to release. And I've released the other ones that you all have requested, but this was another one of the top ones that you guys voted on. So I wanted to record an episode on it, of course. I always want to give you guys what is most helpful to you, what is most valuable. So here we are. And I know that networking is something that can feel so challenging. And it's something that when people come to me to work with me, they typically need some support on. So I'm going to be talking about this and I'm hoping that this will be a new piece of information from you because it prov- it's connected to one of my favorite things, which is mindset. So of course, I'm always trying to provide you all with the unconventional ways to go about your job search. And certainly there like are a billion networking hacks that I can tell you all about. But this by far is one of the best things that has helped my clients to network more effectively. So let's break it down. What I hear from a lot of people is that networking feels intimidating. Perhaps you're introverted and you're not used to talking to people in this way or putting yourself out there. Girly, totally get this. Fun fact about me, I am like barely an extrovert. (laughs) I am an extroverted introvert. People are always so surprised when I tell them this because obviously I have a platform. I'm on social media. I want you all to know that it takes effort for me to do those things. And it was a skill I had to develop over time. It's still challenging, though, for me to put myself out there, and I have to spend a lot of time balancing my social battery and, like, having quiet time with myself because I am very, you know, outwardly facing on social media, and that just takes a lot more energy from me than maybe someone who is extroverted. So I just share that to say that if you are a little more introverted, I'm with you. But I hear from a lot of people, right? It's hard to put yourself out there. I also hear from people that it feels like 
sleazy. It feels like you're selling yourself. Like it feels like you're asking someone for something. Maybe it's someone you don't know, or maybe it's someone that you have a loose connection with. And so networking just feels really icky and weird and sticky to a lot of people. These are the two big things I hear. Number one, I'm introverted. I don't like putting myself out there. Or number two, I feel really like salesy and sleazy and weird and like I'm asking someone for something. So if you relate to either of those two feelings or any of those things I listed, here's the mindset hack, the tip, the trick that's going to help you flip this. So what I find is that most people are viewing networking as a one-way street. You are viewing networking as I'm selling myself to this person, I'm asking them for something, and I'm trying to get something from them. Which, of course, if you have that mentality, if you view networking in that way, of course it's going to feel weird. Of course it's going to be hard to put yourself out there because it's like you're just trying to take something from someone and you're setting up kind of a weird dynamic with someone. So it makes perfect sense that a lot of people think about it this way and it makes perfect sense that people would feel uncomfortable with networking when viewing it this way. But the way that you can flip the script is to view networking as a two-way street. When you view networking as a two-way street, it's no longer just about you. It's about you and that other person. So let me explain what I mean by this. Networking can be a two-way street in a lot of ways. So the first way is that we have to view networking as an opportunity to get a job. And something I always tell my clients is even though you think it's an informational interview, you don't know what knowledge that person on the other side might have. Maybe they're hiring for a role. Maybe they know someone who is hiring in their company or elsewhere. You don't know. And in that sense, I always tell my clients to be somewhat prepared for an interview And there's different strategies that go into that. We'll have to break that down a little bit in another episode. But there could be a job opportunity either now or in the future with this conversation. Now, if there is a job available at some point and you are a person that would fit that job, that would provide value in that job, Now you have something to offer that person. If they were to hire you, you would fit that job and fit right into that role. And what a gift to give that person. I can tell you as someone who has hired a lot that if I talk to someone 
and I thought that they would be a fit for a role that I have now or in the future, I would be overjoyed. (laughs) Because hiring is something that takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, and it can be really challenging and, like I said, time-consuming. So if I had someone come to me and they were a fit for a role I had, that would be so beautiful. (laughs) That would be incredible. And so when you're networking, I think it's really important to recognize that you have value to add in a role at a company and the person on the other side may have a job available to you now or in the future. Now, even if someone isn't hiring directly, let's say the person you're talking to is at a lower level, like they wouldn't be hiring you, or maybe they're on a different team than you want to get hired for. I want you all to remember that many companies offer financial incentives for referrals. I know the company I worked at did. We would give money to people if we hired the person that they referred. This is because in recruiting, referrals are typically much stronger quality candidates. And we certainly don't ask always, I don't think we ever did. I think there was like a place where you could like add a note about your relationship with that person, but we didn't really care as recruiters. Like we were just like, if it was a referral, typically it was going to be a higher quality candidate. So a great recruiting practice is, encourage employees to make referrals so that you get better talent, better employees into your company. So I want you all to keep in mind that this is where the two-way street comes in, right? If you talk to this person, they refer you to a job, and then you get hired, they're going to get money out of that. (laughs) And there's an incentive for them to network with you and refer you to a job, right? So whether it is a hiring manager that would hire you into a job or someone who would refer you to a job and get a financial incentive. We're already seeing here, right? That there now is something that the person on the other end is getting getting from you as well, right? You're going to get a job and they're going to get a wonderful new person on their team, or maybe they're going to get a referral bonus. Now, I want to be clear that with this concept, you may have to do some mindset work around feeling valuable, feeling like you are a great employee, feeling like you are a great candidate. This is typically something I have to work on with clients where me and my team, we have to develop that confidence that you have something to add to a company, especially if you're trying to make an up level in your career, you may have to do some mindset work around this. So I'm not saying that this mindset shift is easy, but I am saying that this hack of now thinking it of a two-way street does change that mindset of, oh, I'm just asking them for something. No, you have something to offer them as well. Now, let's just kind of layer on the way I've kind of been talking about this is more like an informational interview networking conversation, right? Where you don't know that there's a job available. You're talking to someone, you know, maybe you're kind of hoping or thinking that there could be a job now or in the future, but it's informational, right? I want to layer on that 
when I have clients applying to jobs, they always, always are reaching out to decision makers for that job and recruiters after they apply. Now, the process for that, how we write emails, what we do, everything we teach is very layered and There's so much I could say there. It's way too much for one podcast episode. If you do want to get a little bit more info, I will post a link to my masterclass below, Quantum Leap Your Career, where I go over the framework I teach in my coaching program in a little bit more detail. You can check that out below if you like, but I'm not going to go into the nuances of networking. But what I say is that when my clients apply, we layer on networking strategy. Now, sometimes my clients feel even a little weird about this. They feel too forward. But again, when we're thinking about networking in this way, right after you've applied to a job, this is what I call reactive networking. In this scenario, if you view yourself as valuable to a company, you're again just taking away the mindset of, oh, I'm just bothering them for a job. No, you're coming to their email inbox, which side note, I find it's much more effective to send emails than it is LinkedIn messages, but that's another topic for another time. You're coming to their email inbox as a solution to a problem that they have posted about. They have a problem. They need someone in this role. You're applying for this role and you're doing a little bit of additional effort that 99% of people are not going to do. And you're going to write an email explaining exactly why you would be valuable to this role. Now, again, the nuances of this are a little bit deeper, but essentially I teach my clients how to poise themselves as a solution to a company's problems, to a hiring manager's problems. When you're recruiting on a role, you essentially are looking to solve a problem with that role. And when my clients can poise themselves as a solution to that problem, they are more likely to get an interview and to get hired, right? And we layer that on in interview strategy. So this networking hack, right, of again, seeing networking as not, oh, I'm just asking them for an informational interview. Oh, I'm just asking them to consider me for this job. No, you are providing value. You are potentially giving someone a referral bonus, You are solving their problems, especially if there's a role on the line, right? There's so much value that you're also giving to this other person where it is a two-way street, not just a one-way street. Now, just to add one last piece to this, let's just say that you're networking and there is no role on the back end. There is no role that they can consider you for. You're not applying to a job. You're just talking to someone you're just having a conversation. They, they've asked you to have a conversation or you've asked them to have a conversation they've accepted, but there's no role on the line. I want you to consider the idea that people are innately good and there are people out there that get joy from helping others. I want you to think about any time you've done a good deed. It could be anything, holding the door for someone, doing something nice for your partner or a friend, How did that feel? 
I think it's really uncommon that if you're doing something nice for someone (laughs) that it's going to feel bad. Usually it feels pretty damn good to be nice, to be kind, right? And when people have networking conversations, it is a act of kindness. And I know people that genuinely like and get joy from helping others. I know people who want to be mentors to other people that maybe don't have that opportunity in their company. And I've had more clients that I can count that have had fruitful conversations with people at some of the biggest companies in the world. I just had a client tell me about an informational conversation she had at Spotify. The person she spoke to was a director of marketing. They don't have a job available. She's never talked to this person before. And they just had a wonderful conversation just because that person wanted to talk to her and wanted to help her. And maybe it's going to lead to a job in the future, but for now, it was just a very fruitful conversation. People get joy out of helping others. I'm not saying everybody is. There are people out there that maybe aren't super happy in their jobs or maybe aren't super happy in their lives and you know don't really have the energy to help you. That's fine. If those people don't want to network with you, that's okay. They're not the best people to help you in your job search right now. But there are plenty of people out there who really just want to help just because it feels good. I want to also just layer on one last thing. I know I said the last thing was the last thing, but this is really the last thing. If you truly, right, are not helping this person right now, let's just say in theory, they really aren't getting anything out of it in the moment. Who's to say you can't help this person in the future? And this is a question I often have my clients add on to their informational interviews is there anything I can do to help you? Maybe they have a job that they're looking for that you're not a fit for, but they need somebody else with a different skill set. Maybe in the future, they're going to need something. Maybe they're going to get let go in the future and they're going to need a connection once you get an amazing job. Just because you can't provide someone with value now doesn't mean that you can't provide someone with value later. And this is where I think networking becomes really powerful when you keep your network warm, when you keep engaging your network. And this isn't something you have to do every day, every week, or even every month. I teach my clients how to keep their networks warm, but it is something that you can do sustainably and actually can be a huge asset to your career and job search. This is one of the ways that you can really protect your career because if you always have a network that's warm, if you need to make a career change for whatever reason, you have people you can tap into. But like I said, if let's just say in theory that none of the things I've already mentioned apply, you still can help this person in the future. And in all of these situations, networking was not just a one-way street. It wasn't just you asking someone for something. It was you asking someone for something, providing value, but also they're getting something in return in any situation. So when you embrace this networking mindset, it's really going to help you to be more motivated to do networking. And I think the likelihood is, is that there's going to be some kind of more immediate return that this person's going to be getting on the other end where if you do networking strategically and you're doing it in a way where you are networking with the right people, you know what jobs you're fit for, you know the value that you provide to a company, then you are now helping someone just as much as they're helping you. So I hope that this networking mindset shift helps you guys. 
I think networking can be one of the most challenging things. I want to remind you that it's a skill that you develop over time, just like anything, but with practice, with effort, with more strategy behind it, you can get even better at it. And it is a huge game changer for your job search. So I hope that this episode helped you. As always, you got questions, come over, chat with me on social media. I have links below for everything I mentioned today. Thank you all so much for listening in. I always love recording these episodes and helping you all out. And I can't wait to see you in another episode. I'll talk to you guys soon.